Are you ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again? It's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. When I went through my miscarriage a few months ago, there is one thing that saved me, my girlfriends. Since I was 43 years old, I didn't know that I would ever be able to be a mom. And I actually said to my husband, I don't want to be here anymore. And it's not that I was ever really going to hurt myself, but I definitely had the thought, I can't do this. I don't want to be alive. And I shared that thought with him. And I shared that thought with my girlfriends. And the next thing you know, Two of my friends who live in other parts of the country, they left their own families, they left their own kids, they got on planes and they came here to be with me. At the same time, a sisterhood that I had created, the Women in My Empowered program, who I had been coaching and working with for a year, they got together and they sent me the most wonderful care package of bubble bath and slippers and candles and just beautiful self-care items. Friends of mine from graduate school did not participate in part of a conference so that they could come and be with me on other days. A friend of mine called me and was on the phone with me for 45 minutes or an hour every single day, even though she has her own kids and her own life. She sent me a self-love meditation or some sort of quote that you can make it through every single day. These women literally saved my life. And that's why on today's episode of the Purpose Girl podcast, we are talking about girlfriends. We are talking about the importance of sisterhood. I see it time and time again when women come on my retreats or women are in my groups. They say that they have never been in a group of women so loving, so non-judgmental, so supportive, so uplifting. And I totally get it. Because to be honest, I create the sisterhoods that I felt like I didn't have. As women today, so many of us are competing against each other. We are comparing ourselves to one another. I do it too. It's our human nature. And on this episode, I'm going to talk about what is coming in the way of us being sisters to each other in the way that we need to be, in the way that our biology, I'm going to share our actual biology needs women. And psychology is very clear that women need close girlfriends. But nearly every woman I know has stories of other women turning against her, including me. When I was in fifth grade, I was in a little group of girlfriends and we were all having a great time. And I don't know when it switched, but at some point, I know that we switched from being inclusive to being exclusive, to being a clique. And at some point, even within the clique, we started to be mean to each other. I remember one day we just decided to dump one of the other girls in the group. I can't remember why. What was wrong with her? What could possibly be wrong with this friend that we had had? And I remember a part of my 10-year-old self knew that what we were doing was wrong. 
and knew that we shouldn't do this, that it wasn't nice. But there was this other part of me that was so desperate to belong, so desperate to be included, so desperate to be loved and liked by these girls. Right, so desperate that I was begging my parents for more guest jeans and for Cabbage Patch dolls and all the things that the other girls had. I was so desperate for it that I didn't speak up. And I'm embarrassed now to tell you the truth, but I would rather tell you the real truth about my life and that we all are sharing our real truth instead of just the highlight reel, right? So I was part of that. I was part of dumping another girl. And then... We did that a couple of times and maybe it all seemed like fun and games. I mean, I remember having mixed feelings about it. And then one day they turned on me and the story that they created about me and told throughout the school was that I was a lesbian. Turned out to be kind of funny since I am bisexual, but I didn't know that at 10. I didn't know that at 11. I just remember feeling so horrible in fifth grade and sixth grade and feeling like such an outcast. I would have done anything to get back into the group. And so many women I know have a story like this. And the story might be from fifth grade. It might be from high school. It might be from college. It might be from yesterday. A dear friend of mine was telling me about the moms on the soccer field. And how there are those moms who leave everybody out and she feels like she just can't get included into the coffee dates. It's still going on in our 40s. And so we come not to trust other women. There's this proverbial glass ceiling. It seems like there's only one seat at the table for a woman. And so how many women put each other down in business rather than lift each other up? How many women open up Facebook and Instagram and are constantly comparing themselves to other women thinking that they're losers? I know sometimes I do it. And so we've come to compete with each other instead of to uplift each other. And that is not working, right? It's not making us happy. Because what we actually crave more than anything is for other women to love us. So the reason that we came to compete with each other, it is not our biology. If you think about little girls and little boys when they are two, three, four, they are connecting. They are reaching out to the other little kids. They are wanting to play. Not every kid, but in general, you can see that little kids at two and three and four want to connect. They don't care about color of skin. They don't care about sexuality. They don't care about gender. They just want to connect. They want to play with everybody. That's our natural state. That's who we are. And actually, as women, it is literally in our biology. It's in our cells to be connected to other women. In ancient times, if we go back thousands of years, even if we go back hundreds of years, in certain cultures, women shared the responsibility of the community with each other. I mean, women would raise each other's babies. Women came together, if you think about it, hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, in a community as men were out hunting and gathering or went to war, women were actually more intimate with each other. I'm not talking about sexually, though maybe they were, but women bonded with each other. They were actually closer with their girlfriends in the community than they were with their husbands because they had this 
deep connection. They shared their lives with each other intimately. They gathered food together. They cooked together. They nursed each other's babies. Right? As compared to now when every woman I know is so busy, trying so hard to get everything done and get the diapers bought and get the lunches made and get the you know reports done for work and get everything done all by herself. But since the beginning of time, female friendship, female camaraderie, this was in our bones. And because of evolution, we are the product of the best of the best, right? If an adaptation does not work for a group, then it gets weeded out. So women over time, literally, there was so much bonding of women with women that it's in our bones, it's in our DNA. It was an evolutionary adaptation to be part of the group and help each other. So is it any wonder that we're so lonely now that we hide behind computer screens and phone screens? Now that we put up our perfect lives and look at each other's perfect lives on social media, instead of bonding and really saying, this is hard, I'm having a hard time, I need help. But for some reason in our society, saying I need help has become a sign of a woman being weak or being less than. But that's not our biology, that's not how we evolved. We evolved in community with one another. If you think about in olden times, women actually and men, there were arranged marriages. So in that time, right, people got married for economic reasons. They didn't get married for love. And so women looked to other women as the emotional support that their marriages lacked. This is really important if we look at why do we compete so much now? What happens from the time that we're four and eight until we become so competitive, right? Well, what's happening there is that we come to compete against each other for guys, for love, for procreation, even though as a 10-year-old we're not even aware of it. Noam Spencer wrote in Psychology Today that as women come to consider being prized by men, their ultimate source of strength, worth, achievement, and identity, they're compelled to battle other women for the prize. In other words, if we see that a man's attention is the greatest prize and we think that another woman could take his attention, right? And even in fifth grade, sixth grade, it's like, which is the prettiest girl? Who are the boys going to like, right? So that's when the competition starts and then we turn on each other. And someone somewhere created this glass ceiling that there can only be one woman at the executive level. B.S. Why can't there just be one man and all women? So someone somewhere created a narrative that we are in competition when that's actually not true. And we are the ones who can say no more. In fact, not only do we not want to be in competition, what we want, what we crave, what we need is sisterhood. And here's why. A lot of people are familiar with the idea that when you're stressed, right? There's this fight flight response. I get all stressed. I get all triggered, whether it's your mother-in-law that's triggering you, or it's, you know, your bad boss that's triggering you, or someone who works for you, or one of your kids. 
And we all know this fight flight. You get triggered and then all of a sudden you get angry and you get hot and bothered and you want to fight or you want to flee. But there was actually revolutionary research done by Dr. Klein who found that women, when women are stressed, part of the response is the hormone oxytocin. Oxytocin is also called the love hormone or the cuddle hormone. We secrete it when we are breastfeeding. We secrete it when we are making love and when we're hugging. Both men and women secrete this hormone, oxytocin, this love hormone. And when a woman is stressed, she actually releases oxytocin. And that buffers against the fight or flight response. And what it actually does, we release that oxytocin in order to be able to tend to our children and to gather with other women for support. So if you just take this to kind of our raw biology and evolution from thousands of years ago, men were out to war. And if a woman got stressed, if there was stress in the community, what the women had to do was protect the children and come together and protect each other. Come together and share strategies and ideas and nurture each other and care for each other. And so this oxytocin actually gives us a calming effect because we're gathering together. This is a woman's natural stress response, and it's called tend and befriend. So instead of fight flight, it's called tend and befriend. In other words, ladies, we are literally meant to connect. We're literally meant to be in friendship. And the research is so clear that we need this friendship, not that we even need the research, but the research is so clear. A 2006 study of breast cancer patients found that women without close girlfriends were four times as likely to die from the disease as women with 10 or more friends. This is significant. Another study, the Nurses' Health Study from Harvard, showed that the more friends a woman has, the less likely she is to develop a physical impairment as she ages. In other words, women were keeping each other healthier, right? Why? Because we laugh together because we share, because we can release our stress together. We can have someone to lean on. I was hosting a retreat recently and we were completing our day and sitting in circle as a group of women who had shared our deepest truth and our greatest desires and supported each other throughout the day. And a woman looked around the circle and she said, this is real life. This is what it's supposed to be. And we all felt this like magical tingle in the air because so often we're in that environment, that beautiful connection. And then we say, oh, but out there in the real world, it's cruel out there in the real world. No, she knew in that moment that the real world was our connection. And I see this time and time and time again, women in my Empowered program who graduated a year and a half ago, they're on a text string together and my phone buzzes like 16 times a day because they still are each other's support system. These are women who didn't know each other. But here's why. When women come together and share their truth, and I don't mean complaining. It's very easy to just complain. Oh, this is wrong and that is wrong. In fact, if you listen to a lot of women's narratives, they're constantly talking about what's wrong. And it's not just women. This is part of being human. We have something called negativity bias, and we're very likely to talk about what's wrong instead of what's right. But sharing your truth is 
ouch, this hurts. This is hard. I want my child to feel differently about me. Or I wish I could figure out a different way to parent. It's not just complaining about your partner or your child. It's the deep emotion of the shame and the guilt. And that is what we are not sharing with each other. I had a retreat last year. It's my largest retreat. And 27 women came together. And Friday night, they didn't even know each other. And by Saturday, one of them had to leave. And we gathered in this huge group hug. And they were looking around crying and saying, I have shared more with you than I've ever shared with my friends at home. This is what we have to do differently. Because what we are lacking is that real connection. And here's the most beautiful thing. When you come together and you share the real stuff, your shame or your guilt or your fear, in true sisterhood, a sister doesn't let another sister stay there. This is the difference between complaining and sisterhood, right? Or complaining and truth. In sisterhood, we say to each other, I hear you. That is so hard. I am here for you. Let me stroke your hair. Let me hold you. And I believe in you. I see you. I know who you really are. I know who you want to be. I've been in a mastermind with two other women for the last few months, and we're all women who make six figures in our own businesses, and the idea of it was to support each other in our businesses. Well, these two women have become part of my lifeline because I go through so many days where I get insecure, where I lack confidence, where I'm afraid. I have big ideas, huge ideas. I'm working on big projects that ideally, hopefully, will impact millions of women. And I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'll fail on my face. I'm afraid I will get rejected. These two women, all I have to do is email them, text them, and say, oh, I'm feeling icky. I'm afraid. I lost my way. I feel like I don't, I can't do this. And immediately, they will send me a huge hug and then they will say, we believe in you. We got you. We know you can do this. You are up for it. You are so amazing. You are so powerful. They are my mirror. In fact, I was with a group of women hosting a retreat about six months ago, and I asked each woman to reflect what she saw in the other women there. And we took turns. So it would be, let's say, about Judy. And that's just, an, I'm using a pseudonym here. So each one of us would share what we saw in Judy. And Judy was in tears. And she said, oh my goodness, that's how I've always wanted people to see me. That's my dream. That's the woman I desire to be. You guys are describing my dream. And we were all able to say to her, no, no, we're describing... Who you actually are. Right? So she thought that there's this ideal out there of who she is and she can't see it because she's so often in her head telling herself all the mean things that she's not good enough, that she's not talented enough, that she can't do it. But all we saw, me and my co-retreat leader and her sisters in this group, all we saw, all we see is her greatness, is the truth. We don't see all the mean stuff that she says about herself, that's not truth to us. So this is why women need each other. This is 
how we can literally lift each other up and change our trajectory forever. The benefits of friendship is clear. Research has found that social support enhances your quality of life. It is better for your immune system. Of course, because you have more oxytocin, you have less stress hormone. It increases your longevity. Literally, research studies have found that close friendships make you live longer. It makes you more resilient to struggle, and God knows that we all have a lot of struggle. It makes you more optimistic. It puts you in a positive mood. Hello, we laugh. I have a group of college girlfriends that get together every single year. No, we're 43, 44 years old, so we graduated a long time ago. But we get together for a reunion for Girlfriends Weekend every single year. And here we are, women in our 40s, and this year we were in our condo getting ready for dinner, and one of my friends turned on the music, and we had an all-out crazy party dance party for so long. It was so much fun. We were sweating. We were singing. We were, like, playing our fake guitar. We were having so much fun because this is what girlfriends, this is what friendships can do. So women lift each other up, we support each other, we mirror each other's greatness. And it's in our bones, it's in our biology. Women were meant for this. In this crazy world where everyone is pretending to have it all together, you have to have a group of people with whom you can be honest, with whom you can share that you're afraid of being rejected, that you have dreams and be with other people who have dreams and also want to go for it. You have to have a group of people who get what you're going through, whether that is miscarriage or sometimes you're just so frustrated with your kids or you're afraid of death. You have to have people with whom you're honest and that is what a sisterhood is. And I know it's scary to share your truth. I get it. I create the sisterhoods I do because I create what I have always craved, what I always wanted. Perhaps to make up for the whole fifth grade situation. But this is what we need. Because with my girlfriends, I've not only made it through the most difficult situations of my life, my divorce, my miscarriages, being robbed at gunpoint. With the women in my life, I have been supported. Right before my wedding, literally the morning of my wedding, I had 20 or 30 women who were all coming to the, to the wedding gather in circle. And I asked each one of them to bring a quote or something about marriage. And for about three hours, we laughed and we cried. We connected, we meditated together. And we raise the vibration of my marriage. Going for this business, going for this dream of empowering women, of being on stages. It's my women who get me through it. I just did a big workshop for Victoria's Secret executives. And I was nervous. I do these talks all the time, but I love this company. I really believe in the overall mission that they are capable of. I believe that they're, they're capable of empowering women to feel beautiful, and I believe in that. And so I was nervous. 
And so I texted girlfriends. I texted the women in my life for support. And they were all over it. And they got me thinking and reminding me of how awesome I am. So the women in your life, right? if you have the right women, if you have a real sisterhood, they will take you higher. And that's what's cool. And if we allow women to, by them bragging and them talking about what's awesome in their lives, they take you higher because then you can see what is possible. Right? Again, instead of being jealous, we say, oh my God, it's possible to make seven figures or it's possible to open up my own store or it's possible to start selling things on Etsy. Wow, if she can do it, I can do it. And this is the power of sisterhood. And men are not going to do this for us, not because there's anything wrong with men, but because of a woman's biology, because of our oxytocin, because we are born to nurture and to care for one another, because we all have this ability to be thinking about everyone else. Right? It's like you look at the playground and little boys are all like fighting it out and little girls are having a tea party and saying, are you okay? Are you okay? Would you like more tea? And that's some of what leads us eventually to be pleasers and to not be as assertive. But if we take the best of that, that we're so good at being there for each other, then we can really create something so powerful. And this is an opportunity to teach our girls. Can you imagine if we go into the fifth grade classrooms and we teach girls to love each other? I actually did a workshop with middle school girls. My husband and I, he went in and he worked with the middle school boys and I worked with the middle school girls. And I did these exercises where the girls shared the fears that they have. And I read their fears aloud. Everybody's eyes were closed. They didn't know whose was whose, but they all had the same fears about not being good enough or pretty enough. And then I had them stand in double circles where they looked at each other. These are sixth grade, seventh grade girls and told each other the best things about them. And then they made self-love posters based on what the other girls said about them. I'm athletic. I'm creative. I'm fun. I'm a good friend. And then we did a debrief at the end. And this one girl, I remember, she's so adorable. I can see her so clearly. She said, we asked everyone what was the best part of the day. And she said, what's the word for the best feeling you could ever possibly have? That's the power of women lifting up other women, of girls lifting up other girls. This is what we can create. This is why I want to teach women the science of women's happiness, because it's different for us. There are different factors that make women happier, and one of them is having other women. In fact, one of the reasons for the female midlife crisis, right, for a man, it's about um, status. That's why we see like the typical, or the, it's a stereotype, the Corvette and the younger wife, for a woman, it's about identity. And what's been found, so women are twice as likely to be depressed as men. I've shared that a lot. And women at midlife in their 40s and 50s are, are the highest group of depression. And there's a number of reasons for that. One of them is that in the midst of raising children and having aging parents and having jobs and trying to make lasagna every night, and trying to do with the homework, and trying to do it all perfectly with perfectly manicured fingernails, women are lonely. We've given up our good friendships. We feel like we don't have time for it. 
but we don't have time for it. We don't have time not to have it. Because having your close friends, having people support you, having a sisterhood is the thing that will get you by. Even if those sisters are texting you, having those sisters are what will support you. I read a book a number of years ago called The Girls of Ames. And it was a book about 11 women who had been friends since I think middle school or high school. And they continued this friendship into their 40s. And an author, it, it's a true story, followed the lives of these women and got, went to their reunion and interviewed them. And these women had supported each other through cancer. These women had supported each other through losing a child. These women were the women that they laughed with. And literally, as I said, research shows that when we have close friends, when we have close girlfriends, we are happier, we are healthier. So the question is, what does sisterhood look like in your life? Where is sisterhood in your life? Who are the women that you go to? Research is very clear that the number one predictor of happiness is having close relationships, having someone that you can call at 3 a.m. And if you do not have that person, then purpose power tip number one is to get working on it. But the way that we actually become close with someone, we become intimate, is that we have to get vulnerable. And we have to start getting supportive. It's so common to look at other women and think, that she has it all together, right? I heard this wonderful quote that says, stop comparing your worst to someone else's best. And so we show up maybe in the carpool line and you think, oh, well, that one has it all together and that one has it all figured out. No, none of us have it all figured out. None of us have it all together. If we could just start being honest about that, we would be in true sisterhood. But then we wouldn't allow ourselves to just complain. We would lift each other higher. A woman came to one of my European retreats a few years ago, and she didn't even tell her kids that she was coming on this retreat. She was so afraid that other people would tell her, are you crazy? You're going away. You're spending time away from you know, your family. Her kids were, were older. But she just, she didn't want anyone else's negative opinion. And she came on this retreat not knowing any of the other women and the very first day, as we were sitting on the Champs-Élysées and sharing our story and what brought us to this retreat, she filled with tears and she said, this is what I've always wanted, this connection, this having other people who listen. And when you have this kind of connection, real connection, where you are sharing your truth and then you are lifting each other up, you stay friends and connected for life. Women who were in a program of mine together three years ago, one of them was having a challenge recently with her partner and her partner was abusive and left. And women from years ago were right there to support her. And this is the power, right? So there's the power of support women to women. Why? Because women are nurturing naturally. Why? Because women are compassionate naturally. We're very good at holding space for one another. But the other power of women, women are also the creators, right? Every single being alive came from women at some point. And so women are the creators. We are the passionate 
passionate people. We're colorful, we're inspiring. We're like the muse and playful. And so we have this ability to also lift each other up, to also see each other's greatness. It's like, I will hold you when you cry and I will laugh with you and get silly. And this is an incredibly powerful combination. And it's why time and time again, what I see is that women who choose to be in sisterhood accelerate their success in every way. The women in my mastermind, I have a Purpose Girl Mastermind, women who are all starting purpose-based businesses or who want to grow their purpose-based business, one of them just said to me, she's starting a podcast, and she said, I never would have done this without being in this group and having the support of other women who are holding me accountable, who see me, who believe in me. And so I want you to really look at your life and say, where is my sisterhood? And it can be your birth sister, or it could be women that you don't even know yet. But every single woman needs a few women who are their cheerleaders, who are their unconditional support, who listen to them. Again, not just bitching. This is not about bitching and venting. It's holding each other higher. It's I hear you, I'm with you, and I see you, and I believe in you. So who are those women for you? And if you do not have them, then your job after hearing this podcast is to go find them, to join a women's group, to go on meetup and find a women's group or reach out to friends who have women's groups and join them or go on a retreat. Some powerful container that is safe. This is incredibly important that you're with a group of women where there's someone who is holding safe space it's safe for you to be your truth and someone who is creating that space for uplifting, for empowering, so that you're all doing that. Number two is to practice being the sister to other women that you want to be. One of the exercises I do with women is to have women compliment each other. And one of the things I find over and over again in women and myself, I've had to practice this, is we're terrible at receiving compliments, right? Someone tells us we have an awesome dress and we're like, oh, this? No, it's so old. Or they tell us that, you know, we're so smart. And then we say, oh, but I'm not using my smarts. You know, it's like we're so down on ourselves. And it's actually, it like def deflates the whole sisterhood, right, in general, deflates all women when we are so self-deprecating. And so I do this practice of a woman practicing supporting her sister and telling her sister what she sees in her. And then each woman saying, I receive, and actually receiving the love, receiving the compliment. And so purpose power tip number two is to make it a daily practice to compliment another woman. Right? So often we're looking at other women and we're comparing and we're feeling less than. So this is your opportunity, right? Go back to Harry Met Sally, that movie when Harry Met Sally, I'll have what she's having. When you see a woman who is beautiful and rocks the room, rather than being like, oh, what a bitch, you know, or what's, what's up with her? Go up to her and tell her, wow, you're so inspiring. Go up to her and compliment her presence or compliment her outfit. 
say to the universe, I'll have what she's having. So let's practice having other women inspire us instead of other women turning us into the competition. Because the prize isn't a man, right? That, that is some, that's old stuff. That's not even true anymore. The prize is every single one of us living our best, every single one of us living our purpose, every single one of us coming together and uplifting each other and making each other stronger and better. Can you imagine if all women came together and supported each other to be their best? Can you imagine how this world would shift with the power of women? Because women are so naturally creative. Women are so naturally compassionate. Women are so naturally supportive. This is in our bones. So practice complimenting another woman and practice receiving a compliment. Practice uplifting one another. When a woman shares her good news, uplift it. Say, oh, that's so awesome. Tell me more. And that is your purpose power tip number three is to uplift. So compliment a woman. And then if you really want to take it further, then reach out to a woman today. Ask her for her good news and let her brag about it. Ask her how you can help her reach her goals. This is so important because as you help her reach her goals, we all rise higher and she may directly help you reach your goals or someone else will. So again, find yourself a sisterhood. I hold retreats all the time. So whether you go with me or you go with someone else, my next retreat is to Mykonos, Greece. And it's so important that we're in Greece because that is the place of the goddess, right? Every goddess has her own purpose, right? Aphrodite is the goddess of love. Artemis is the goddess of the huntress, right? She was like Diana, the huntress. Every goddess has her own purpose. And so in this Gifts of the Goddess retreat, we will be together, each of us, discovering our own gift and then telling each other what we see and then uplifting each other while we're in the Greek Isles, doing yoga and meditation overlooking the sea, eating delicious feta cheese and Greek olives and Mediterranean beautiful food, enjoying the beach, enjoying the sun, and each of us walking away with that sisterhood we have always craved. And so if you have been looking for a sisterhood, join me on a retreat, join me for Gifts of the Goddess, Go to PurposeGirl.com and you will find all about the Gifts of the Goddess retreat coming up in Greece. And if you can't make that retreat, sign up for my newsletter, PurposeGirl.com, and find out about all of the retreats coming up as they happen. Do something to connect today with other women. Do something to claim that you'll be part of sisterhood. Because the research is so clear. We need it. Our biology is so clear. We were born for it. And when women come together... The whole world heals. It's happened since the beginning of time where women came together and created and supported and healed community. And that is what is needed in our world more than ever right now. So let's all come together and let's mother the world. Let's all come together and let's be sisters with the world. Let's all come together and be the sisterhood that we were born to be. Every woman is our sister. And so please share this podcast with a woman you love. Share this podcast with your sister. Share this podcast with your friends. Use it as a 
platform as a launching pad to support one another. Use it as a launching pad to create that sisterhood. Use it as that launching pad to complement each other. And then let's come together as a global sisterhood and let's raise this roof and let's just rock it out. So I thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to today's podcast. I thank you for being my sister. If you like this podcast, please download it, subscribe to it, share it with a friend, rate it, review it, give it all five stars. I would so, so, so appreciate it. And if you want more, go to PurposeGirl.com, sign up for my newsletter. You'll find out about the retreats. You'll find out when I'm doing my next Empowered program, which is a program for 10 women to get so clear on who they are and what their purpose is and to rock it out. You'll also find out about my upcoming Women's Leadership Program, which is a mentorship to learn how to lead other women. So go to PurposeGirl.com. Of course, follow me on Instagram, Karen Rockhine. Follow me on Facebook, Coach Karen Rockhine, Purpose Girl. And have a beautiful day. May you live purposefully. May you love yourself. And may you love life. Bye for now.